Ladies and gentlemen, Jay and I are back in the we building. In the building, we back. After a long hiatus, and uh, yes, sir. Like to talk about. Oh yeah, lots, lots, and lots to talk about. But we're gonna try and keep it as short and sweet and simple and to the point for you guys. But you know, and, you know, the hottest topic is uh, the drownings in Rockaway, uh, Rockaway Beach area in the Bayside. We've had seven drownings in 2019. It's a lot. It's a lot for one season. Too many. Uh, the two young men, 15 and 16 years of age, were out on a day when school was out and it was hot, and you know they wanted to come out to the beach and kick their feet in and cool off. And I, I think a lot of the younger people that come to the beach don't understand the, the power of a riptide, what it can do to you. Um, and if you don't know how to swim, you're you're in even more trouble. You're in, in more danger. Uh, and, and one of the main things that we have to push uh, with our city council and with our mayor is to make swim safety taught in all schools in New York City. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. It's a start. Uh-huh. Uh, we live by the ocean, Hudson and East Rivers. And when storm come, these storms come up the East Coast, uh, I think people need to know how to swim. Um, this is happening far too much. Something needs to be done. Um, We've had a meeting with the Swim Strong, Councilman Richards' office, Parks Department, Police Department, and uh, a lot of ideas have been floating, and now we need to get some action. And I always, I said in the last meeting, we need a, a push PA system uh, like they have in Jersey Shore and their beaches, because all of the street lights on the beach are Wi-Fi enabled, just like the surfers have apps so they can, you know, when the high and yeah, low tides or on the rip yeah. tides. Uh, the same thing can be utilized with the push notifications during the summer months yeah, uh, yeah, to just let people know to stay out of the water. You know, waves are high or riptides in certain uh, sections. And, you know, it won't be all year round, but it will be for the months that people utilize the beach. And I, and I think... Um, I think it should be all year round. We, we have some people who go in the water call themselves polar bears so well you know at your own risk pretty you much. know surfers are also at risk too of, of you know drowning as well even though they're much more they're stronger swimmers yeah um, they much more understand the ocean better than others but yet you know still you know yeah, I, I spoke, you don't want to put any bets on mother correct. nature exactly i spoke to one surfer from california and he said they used to ride the riptides out well, that's catch the waves coming back in yeah but these are experienced swimmers you know they know the currents they know the ocean they swim year-round but the the younger kids you know don't understand the power of the ocean and i think it's time for us to invest in our youth yeah and protect mean, them yeah i just can't imagine you know being that young and passing away like that not knowing how to uh not knowing how to get out of that situation, you know. I, I found myself in that situation before in uh, Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Um, of course, I didn't understand what a rip current was either at the time. I mean, I was lucky enough to have a parent who taught me how to swim, probably the worst way, you know, they throw you off the boat <laughs> and you kind of learn how to swim. True story, you know, I was uh, taken out. Um, for some reason, I didn't fight it. For whatever reason, I was just having fun as a kid, and I was like, hey, this is cool. The water took me out, like, you know. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, I'm thinking the water is going to bring me back. And okay. I realize I'm deep out now, and I'm not coming back. So I'm struggling and panicking, and I'm sitting there going down. But 
somehow, some way, I made it back and got my head above that water. And I was just lucky enough to make eye contact with my dad. And he came and met me halfway in the water. And, That's a good thing. And I was fine. But, you know, just to think that I was already horrified about being that deep in the water and not knowing what to do. And I can just only imagine. Well, I can't imagine because I'm still here exactly. to tell the story. But those two young men that, unfortunately, I hope by, like, you know, Whoever you worship up there, somehow, some way, they still out there and alive. Yeah. Or and forget about that. I mean, you know, God forbid, you know, if they did pass, I hope their bodies are found. Because yeah, uh, every family yeah. deserves to have uh, right. Uh, the the right services and for well, for the for their the, children. What bothered me the other yesterday was my son was like, Dad, I, you know, I know how to swim, and you know. We've had them swimming since they were babies and at the YMCA and they're nice. on the swim team. Told them why they were young. Yeah, but he said, Dad, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm a little afraid of the ocean. I, I was like, you have to respect the ocean. Right, right. And uh, we're going to teach you uh, how to respect it and what a riptide is and if you're ever caught what you do and what you don't do. But it's it's not a game out there to go out there when there's storms and... and uh, you know, high tides and huge six-foot waves, you don't really, you know, you play around with that, especially for these young kids because they don't weigh that much as it is. And uh, I, right, I was a little right. bothered by some of the commentary on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I was going to touch on that, man. Completely some, 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 some mean things were said, you know, not not a lack of empathy, you know, was, was shown. You know, that's still somebody's children. Exactly. And, you know... If it was your children, I'm sure you wouldn't appreciate exactly. some of those things that were said. Especially coming from adults. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, it's just not like some teenage Twitter. Exactly. And, you know, where, where people just trolling and all that. It's just not a situation where right. you, you say certain things like, Blame oh, it's their children. fault. It's like, really? Horrible. Who can beat the ocean? I mean, you have cruise ships out there that, that, that lose to the ocean. It's mm -hmm. one of the most powerful elements we have on this planet. So, water. you know. Well, I, 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 it's, I, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and I, I just hope we we can do something. And you know, for our, for our legislators out there in the city council, uh, it's time to start drafting some bills and make sure we can push some swim safety into our schools and and teach our children how to swim and what to do when they're in dangerous situations. Part of the problem is two in two two inoperable pools. One at Channel View and one at Far Rockway. Now, right, from what right. I'm hearing, Far Rockway is almost complete. Yeah. But that's your saying. It was on the res um, renovation. Sorry, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Guess we can do a little check in on that. Right on Channel View, um, the YMCA can do more in their part. Well, you know, if you can afford to get in there, that's another that's another topic of discussion. Um, yeah, you know, it's, but I do I, they even run any swim programs there? Uh, well, they have BCAC, uh, which is a swim, a local swim team. My, my no, son's swim, team, swim uh, competition, here. competitive. So, so they swim. don't give swim lessons. No, the, the children that are on the swim team know how to swim. Well, I'm saying, you know, for other people who, like, you know, let's say I'm a member of the Y and I want to come in and say, hey, you know, I want to teach my child how to swim. I'm a member here. You know, if how you could, much or whatever. You well, know. right now during the, the swim team season, you would probably get a class at 6 a.m. That's what I was told. Oh, wow. Because wow. uh, I want to give my son some extra swim lessons. And she said, 
the only thing I can give you, I'm like 6 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, no, no child's going to get up that early on a Saturday when they got to get up Monday through Friday to get yeah. to school at that time. So I, I think a lot. The it'd be, why it'd be hard do, to get a kid to convince. Go. The why can I, I can I can honestly tell you I'm very disappointed in the YMCA. And I, I told them to their face. Oh wow! Um, okay. Especially right. when they told them they don't think we should have competitive swimming out here. I was like, Are you serious? I mean, well, who why are they, can't the children over who here? Who are they to speak for the community? Exactly. You know, when when you can get a full scholarship to college, Jeff, swimming. Yeah, yeah, so it's a D one sport. Why not start now when you're young? And you'll learn swim safety. Not only that, you know, just opening up your facility to a more affordable option, so everyone can kind of get the fruits of the of what you're serving there. And you know, as a former employee there, yeah, extremely yeah, they, wealthy. Yeah, I worked three years for Rockaway YMCA. Well, one year across island, and then I was able to transfer over to Rockaway for two years. So. Very wealthy nonprofit. Yeah. So yes, they a billion-dollar organization worldwide. Not you know, of course, every branch is different. It's ran differently, different directors and board yeah. members. But correct. You know, I see other wise in the city. I can just speak for New York City and me traveling across all these wise working for them. We all visit each other and see what everyone does well and what everyone else doesn't do well and and we try to improve in that and oh man they got us beat a lot of these Y's I mean even in some of the challenging neighborhoods South Bronx there's a Y in the South Bronx and oh man big aquatic center bigger than this one yeah Yes, yes. They have about two swim pools now and everything. You know, they did some renovate. Coney Island probably has the best YMCA right now as far as facility. Everything's very brand new there. I thought this was the state of the art. Vanderbilt YMCA over there on the, well, you know, by the UN. Of course, that's a more wealthier, you know, well, area. I, I called up the, the closest YMCA swim team. I had to go to Cross Bay. That's us see. Cross Bay? There's a YMCA? Or is it Cross Island, you mean? Cross Island. Yeah, Correct. Cross Island. Yeah, Cross they Island. have a... That's a small YMCA because I used to work there. It was my first year at the Y. was there. Uh, that's y- a smaller one, but y- they have good programming. And they but they swim. have a swim team. They, yeah, yeah, they have a swim team, and they, they give swimming lessons there. And we're surrounded by yeah. water, and we don't have one. That's a problem, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we have two high schools with a swimming pool as well, and I wonder if they have any type of competitive swim teams. If and, they do, they're not competing. And I can definitely look that up. As we speak, as we you continue know. to speak, you know, but um, touching back on that topic, you know, uh, how many more deaths and how many more kids are we going to lose at the disposal of, uh, you know, of us not taking the initiative to. Exactly. And I mean, you know, we don't we don't just point at the politicians. We're going to get to them in a second. But and the nonprofits and their greedy tactics, of course, that's my own personal opinion. But we also got to go to where it's at home, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, are we really focusing on how to train our kids for life in general, swimming, whether it's finding the right school, education, right. employment, finding the right career, knowing what you want to do, how to avoid the streets, things like that. You know, a lot of vices out there that can. You know, life is challenging, and no one's perfect, and no one's gonna. Yeah. No, yeah, no one's gonna get it right all the time, but we got to start stepping up. You know, as a community. Yes. Uh, Yes. Getting getting more involved and being creative, especially with uh, a lot of development going on and a lot of developers coming in buying land for dirt cheap. Yeah, and uh, getting all these tax incentives. Right, and, and what are you giving back to the community? Who are I, you I, hiring the community? Right. Don't bring a plan and, and present it and and say uh, this is the gospel, and then the community has to just accept that because that to me is counterproductive. Right. Especially when the developer 
uh, is a big one, Archer, and we've seen what they've done over in East New York and Gateway. Yeah, then you brought me over there to see some of the affordable homes they have. They build homes where you can own correct at an affordable correct buying price. You know, and their affordable uh, apartment buildings are not 13 stories tall. They're only eight stories tall, but they have nice restaurants over there. They have excellent shopping. Um, so it looks like Far Rockaway High School, indeed, the Seahorses do have a D1, uh, sorry, not D1, they're high school. Uh, they have a varsity level for boys and girls swimming. But they probably have to go at another school to practice because their pool is down. Well, we're going to find that out right now as I look up the schedule. But, you know, going back to development and everything, you know, why can't we develop more recreational centers as well? So if you want to bring housing, you want to bring all this other stuff in there, what else can we do? I mean, who wants to literally buy in or rent into a community that has a lack of resources? Exactly. Why, why, why can't ARCA build a community pool? How is it we're by the ocean and we don't... Uh, the private developments, they have pools, but, you know, you have to know someone to go in there. But I'm talking about teaching so swim safety. It looks like they've been using John Adams High School pool because according to PSAL Records, which is, you know, public schools athletically. Okay. Uh, Rockway... Far Rockaway High School Educational Campus had an active swim team last year. No data for 2019 to 20 yet, but 2018 to 2019, they had a swim team, and it looks like their home location was John Adams High School pool. Okay. They had to visit Bayside pool twice when they played Bayside, and it looks like when they played Francis Lewis, they were also using Bayside High School's pool. Bayside's That's far. pretty far, and guess what? They had to forfeit that game, mind you. It says forfeit early. Meaning that it probably was very difficult for... Them to get all the way to the other side. Like, well, how am I going to get back home from Bayside and I live in Rockaway? Okay. How about Channel View? They have a pool. What is their swim team doing at their pool? has been down an, since Super Sonic's then. It's another excellent question. I can look up Beach Channel Campus as well on here. We're definitely looking it up, and we're definitely going to give our councilmen and both ends some work to do because we should not... And it looks like Beach Channel Educational Campus is not listed under the PSAL as having an active swim team for boys and girls. So that's sad. And you know why? Because it's been down since 2012. So the, the pool is not under, it's not under any res renovations or any plans to restructure the pool? I heard a hack job took place in there. Oh, Some contractor okay. came in there and All right. well, that's made matters even worse. That, that, un that unfortunately happens a lot. Right. <laughs> well, I, I know the last, uh, we did have a press conference and uh, Stacey Pfeffer Amata was looking into what was going on over there and what's taking so long. So uh, she is doing her due diligence over there. But uh, we could reach out to Councilman Ulrich and, and ask him to, you know, help us find out what's going on with that school and and ask Councilman Richards, what's going on with Far Rockway? It's been two years. We had Swim Strong out here. And yeah, we need yeah. them back now. But I know Swim Strong, you know, they do good work as well, but I also heard their stuff is not free either. Like once you want to get swim classes and stuff like that, um, that person uh, that runs the organization is all over the city. And, um, but it's not, they don't offer a lot of free lessons per se. They offer like free you know, seminars and information sessions, well, which are good to, still good to inform people. Well, if we get one of these pools back open, I, I reached out to the Michael Phelps for, uh, Foundation. Right, right, right. And they that. give grants, which will pay for lifeguards to teach the children for free. So there are those out there that have nonprofits yep. 
that actually do the right thing, <laughs> right? You know, and give back and, and not, actually want to help people. Not money making schemes and get rich Ponzi's and you know, yeah, you know, we, know we get rich all, off the poverty. You know, poverty pimping out here. There's it's got to stop. And there's a lot of that. Uh, and the sad thing is, it's it's never going to stop because you always have a large pool of people that will basically fall for anything, right? You know. Um, and, and and that's sad, but you know what? With with so many elections on the horizons, yeah. I, I think now it's gonna be an interesting year coming up. Exactly, and a lot of people who said they never voted before are gonna come out to these local elections and vote because all politics is local. Starts here. Grassroots starts here, right? In from, your community, even from local to national, man, you can make all a big impact up. on the lower level. And. You know, some it, communities are so strong that Trump doesn't even have an effect on some communities in America. Some studies are showing because the, the local politics is just that strong and tight. That strong. And, you, and, and, and you have to do it here because uh, a lot of people did not see the David and Goliath effect with AOC and, and Crowley and how she literally took him down. And now she's a national sensation. And now her name is going to be platted for forever for the rest of her life is something that taught. was that was a historical election exactly and and it's one thing that young lady did is she used every resource of social media yeah and hit the ground she used hard. every every piece i mean her shoes were literally depleted because remember she was just a waitress bartender so she didn't make a lot of money so it was very hard for her to get shoes every time and she was walking knocking on she every sacrificed door. a lot and, and it paid off for her and we, we need a lot of that character now in our community, whether you're running for office or not. If you want to make a change or something, and, you got to go out there and you got to fight for it. And you saw it almost happen again with Caban. Now, that yeah, was very cool. I think she I was think railroaded. I think it was a little, you know, I'm going to go um, out there and say that was a little, that was a little sus. Su- was? A little? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Please. mean, I think she won fair and square, and all of a sudden now it comes down exactly. to semantics and euthanisms of... of <laughs> Of signatures, or oh, a signature don't look like a real signature. I mean, wow. well, how many people in this generation now actually have a signature? It's just scribble scrabble. Makes so, you not even trust the process. Yeah, you know, it's a little, you know, a little crazy. Well, I, well, well, I tell you, we we have, uh, you know, what do we have? The uh, state assembly seat coming up. Uh, Michelle Titus is yeah. moving on to greener pastures. Allegedly, you know, we'll see. Why? She has to, she has to individually accept that, that role. Correct. Correct. And um, she has not appeared on the last election ballot. She's going to be on this one upcoming November. So, well, I, of course, I, people will elect her in. We, you know, we have a, a, a local young lady who has been in the trenches and and fights hard for everybody. And I think Lisa George is a great person for this position, and she will definitely have my support. Well, yeah, her. definitely. You know, and I, I would also have to be a little fair here and say that there's a few other people that are running that I, I would say you know it's big kudos to them especially we got a young man that's on the ballot we always got to support the youth you know Correct. not too many our age we get brother Khalil no, I should there. say our I should say my age um you know they're stepping up and want to make change which is always we a get, positive thing yeah you know? do running and uh yeah, yeah. I don't know the, the gentleman, uh, David, on, yeah, uh, no, on the mainland. Mainland guy, you know, don't, don't know much about him, so no. won't speak much on him. You know, haven't met the guy yet, would like to. Right. And eventually I think I will meet him. I have the connections to. <laughs> so right. I will definitely be reaching out. There's going to be a lot of people coming on the show, actually, because we're actually going to continue our content. Well, I'm, I'm, and, I'm wondering you know, if 
two special elections are coming up or I mean it would be well yeah we have, right well yeah Donovan came out publicly yesterday I believe and dropped an ad about how he's getting ready to run for Queensboro president so if he's to succeed and win there That's will a be a special if. there'll be a special election in the city council come 2020 and when there's special elections anyone can just pretty much throw their hat in the ring you create your own party you throw it in you don't need any petitions it's just like it's Jeff, open. are you running on a Fortnite ca- uh, party ballot? Fortnite party ballot. Uh, I've actually been thinking about a lot of different party okay. names. Uh, you know, I wanted to name the, the the party a common sense party. Now, I'm not I'm not officially saying that I'm going to run, but there are you know well, a, lot me, of, you, a lot of it's a lot of rumors out there. So that seat we're needs, we're, we're going to touch on that later on. That seat needs new blood. No pecking order. But new blood. Right. Right. You know, and I it, think regardless regardless here. of who it is, I think it needs fresh blood. And it don't have to be me. It don't have to be anybody out there who's thinking about running. Right. Um, we just need fresh blood. It can't be anybody who's tied to the same old system that has failed us for generations and generations. I think exactly. regardless, man or woman, no matter what your sexual orientation is, whatever you classify yourself as. And I mean, some people may be disagree with me when I say race, but I say if you're the right candidate, I don't care what your skin color is like. If you got a good agenda... Exactly. Well, you know, you know. there's there some names that are. Uh, so who's who's John? Who who have you heard that's running for the Queensboro president? Uh, well, you know, Cass Matides is running. He's a representative out in uh, the middle part of Queens. He, he represents some some areas of uh, close to Long Island City. Jimmy Van Bramer is another one of those guys up there. Wow. Donovan yeah. Richards is up there. Um, there's a lot of other candidates whose names are out there, but they haven't officially said it. But those three have officially said they're going to run. I'm hearing a little bit of Eric Ulrich, which is interesting. Exactly. So that's two Rockaway, two Rockaway politicians going for that seat. That's that that's a rumor. I, I haven't spoke well, I to can, Eric I about can, it yet. I can tell you, Eric <laughs> Eric ran a, a a tight one for that public, public advocate, advocate, which is a citywide election. I mean, he, all five boroughs. He came, he came in, second in second place as a Republican, which is like incredible. In a Democratic stronghold. Yeah, and he actually won over a lot of Democratic strongholds as a vote, and it was. Interestingly enough, he actually got the East End vote and the West End vote. Exactly. I mean, Germani did get like parts of Far Rockaway, but uh, essentially even Auburn, Edgemere area, they were leaning towards Ulrich. He won Auburn, of course, the West, the, the West to Howard Beach. That's who he represents. So right. to well, only be right that his people support him. He could, he could deliver a knockout blow if he decides to, based on the last election from. Yeah, he's Somebody definitely asked. someone not to be slept on, of course, uh, you know, um, regardless of what the party may say. And, you know, I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say that here's, he, you know, here's yeah, one thing that, that even matters him. anymore now, you know. Eric will help you no matter what your party affiliation is. Right. And you don't even have to be in his district. You know, yeah. Okay. And, you know, and, and, you know, of course, there's going to be a lot of people who will say that Donovan Richards will be highly beneficial to the Rockaways if he wins because he's now going to still represent us just not as a city councilman on a higher level now of Queensboro president. Some people are satisfied with his job. There's a lot of mixed reviews out there as we read Facebook, Twitter. Um, not just that, on the streets. Yeah, on the streets as well. You know, there's a lot of things being said. Some people think he's doing an awesome job. You got people who says he's completely horrible and needs to go and doesn't deserve to, to win again. You know, none of that is our opinions per se, but this is just what, you what, know, we see well, you know what? and hearing. Here, here's this. We should get him on our show. Yeah. And, and, and anybody that's going to run, 
they have to step into right. the arena. And, you know, we're, we're going to be, like I said, it's going to be a lot more content than usual. This is, you know, we, we do seasonal work. Weather gets colder. There's more to talk about. There's more to get people going. You know, no one's distracted by the summer. Exactly. Uh, there shouldn't be an excuse why nobody wants to sit down. I think we have an excellent viewership. We got an excellent respect in the community. Even if we have different opinions than others, a lot of people still exactly. respect us in the community. We respect them. So we don't care what you're affiliated with, who you are. You can come on the show, talk about it. We might have some disagreements, but it's fine. It's all it's all love at the end of the day. Hey, listen. But got to come together. There's, there's, listen, there's a lot that can be done out here. A lot has been done, but not enough. Not enough for opinion. Them. No, not enough. And I mean, some people may call me crazy and say, oh, well, they all act like he acts like there ain't no change that happened. I'm like, well, yeah, there is has been some change. It's better than when I was a kid, when I was being chased by wild dogs. <laughs> Before Auburn by the Sea was built, that was just a straight the urban stretch. legend? Nah, man, I, I seen it with my own eyes. That oh white my. dog with the brown spots. Wolverine? And he was waiting. <laughs> he was waiting for me to get off my bike. To chew wait, me up. Wait. So Jeff, you're gonna tell me there were rabbit dogs running around? Yeah, on, look, I don't know what it. It looked like them zombie dogs from uh, Resident Evil, <laughs> you know. But all I know is I didn't want no parts of that. I was trying to get to the park by Hamels. Wow. And I lived down in Auburn View, well, then Ocean Village. That's a long. Shows ride. you how long I've been out here, Ocean Village, and that's a long ride up on that bike, man. You just wow. don't. It, it, there's some blessings, and then there's a lot of curses still left. Yeah, I heard some stories about what it looked like before Marvin by the Sea was built. Uh, it's a wasteland. Try getting off 67th Street before all of this. Just imagine none of this stuff here around Auburn. And, um, yeah, no stopping shop. Imagine no stopping shop, no tides, no breakers. It's just straight road. You either lived on the Bay Side or you lived in Dayton or you lived in Hamels and you made that walk. And, oh, man, that walk would be, sometimes be the scariest walk of your life, especially if you work. In the wintertime, mm -hmm. you got a 10 to 6 shift, and it's already dark by 4. Running home from the train. Oh, a lot of people are running, walking fast. Some people call cabs from the train station just to go down the street because that's how dangerous Jesus. it was. That's how scary it was. Wow. So, yes, there have been some improvements, but the improvements have not been so drastic to the point where we can say all our lives have been increasingly better. You know, there's no poverty in Rockaway anymore. Yeah, right. You know, uh we don't have no crime no more, you know, no one's getting shot anymore, and, you know. Well, there, there was a, a recent fatality. Uh, rents are at the lowest rates ever, too. I don't agree with that. It, it, it's just, you know, uh, there, was, there was a young man that was killed in, in Far Rockaway from what I call yeah. senseless yeah, we lost We lost three young people. Well, nah, we I lost mean, three young people, almost a fourth, all in a week span. You know, I... Come on. You know, for, for a city that has, or a state, that has some of the strictest gun laws in the country, yet the black market seems to have a direct pipeline yeah, well, getting guns into the hands of kids. Because that's what they are. And uh, maybe so they have their little implants in our community that they, they put in. Well, there was a story about some, some gang-affiliated young men in Chicago that said that, you know, they were finding cases of weapons. Yeah, just find them. Like, people just drop them on the corner of the street right. just like that. Oh, no, nobody notices. Who's putting it there? But uh, I, I think going back on, we need more uh, recreational programs to maybe yep. 
uh, give an outlet to get these kids off the streets so they don't feel the need to go into gang activity. Right, because I'm telling you, when you got a, when you got a full-time job or even a part-time job where your job's giving you 40, 50 hours a week, you're too tired and too busy to think about hanging out in front of the corner store or right, being but, out in the streets because you got your own money. These oh, are yeah, the yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they should have jobs. You know, it comes down it, to jobs. And, and, you know, of course, the YMCA well, you, and stuff like that okay. needs to be more accessible. And, All right, but... but do, do you have any chain stores? Do you have like a mini Target that could probably pay some of these right, kids right. minimum wage so yeah. they could feel like if they want to buy a pair of sneakers or a video game, they don't have to go into some gang and, and get into activity, right. yeah. criminal activity. Right. Don't have that, to feel the need to sell drugs and things exactly. like that. Exactly, but we don't have that out here. Everything is in five towns, Brooklyn or Manhattan. Right. You and know, so if there if there's this development that's coming here, which I'm not fond of, um, I agree we do need affordable housing. However, the density is the problem. Now, if they're going to come here, like I said, we saw what they've done in Brooklyn. Yeah, and everybody thought that was going to be a great idea. And then right. they came in, divided and conquered, and just came in and took all your stuff like Christopher Columbus. Well, I can tell you like this. Growing up in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, that part of East New York was no man's land. Yeah, well, yeah. There was nothing Still but has a long way filled. to go, but they seem to have a lot more promise than we do. Exactly. And you, uh, you can, I can go shopping in, in one area, eat, sit down, have a good, you know, that's, that's, a nice time. What is our, you know, listen, Western beef, I'm not all that fond of. If, if that's all you're going to tell me is you're going to bring a supermarket... Right. That's not, all, no not all that healthy and not all that cheap for what no. I understand. A lot of people in Brooklyn complain that Western beef actually has been very expensive. It, it, it's an ill-thought-out plan, which I think is going to have right. some... And it came out of nowhere, really, because bad there's so much more that we need here that outweighs that housing development. Because we already have Mott Avenue coming out, so that's being taken care of. It's not like there's no development. It's not like we're saying no development. But overdevelopment, however, is a Correct. thing. Correct. And you really got to be careful what you wish for because I spoke to some homeowners in the Flatbush, Bed-Stuy area, Berman Hill. When Barclays Center came about, they promised the community all these crazy, crazy things like, yes, we're building these luxury buildings. Yes, we're building the Barclays Center. We promise you your homes will not be touched. We promise you this will increase your property value. Extension of Long Island Railroad, union labor. This is going to be contracted. These people are going to get them jobs. The people even decided to do a CBA and even those homeowners told me, they was like, listen here, Jeff, if you want to know something about it, a thing or two about what's going on where you live, don't believe them. Don't trust them. Question wow. everything and have good legal attorneys because we had people knocking on our doors saying we were going to lose our homes to intimate domain. Some of us were saved and a lot of us were pushed out and they just came in and took all our stuff and we lost our neighborhood that was traditionally, culturally theirs. Well, um, and now it looks like Wisconsin. It's an extension of Manhattan now, downtown Brooklyn. Yes, yeah, essentially. That's even you know, better. That's an even better example. And, and based on uh, what you showed me about the AMI over there, I'm not sure if that's really yeah. affordable housing. You know, the on... subcommittee had a, had a zoning, zoning on subcommittee on zoning and franchise and had a public hearing about it today. And for what I was hearing is the city says the minimum AMI that they can start to rent these affordable units, quote-unquote, is 80% AMI to 160%. Hmm. 80% AMI is like, I don't know anybody fresh out of college with a bachelor's degree that's making 56000 on their own a year or 75000 a year. We're talking about income levels starting at 56000 the lowest, the lowest. That's not a minimum wage worker. But originally, wasn't the AMI 
lower, according to... Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, we had a few developments in, in Edgemere that were built. Beach Green North, Beach Green Dunes the second. Affordable units. Those are 30, 40, 50, 60. Some of them go as high as 80, but that was the cap. It was 30 to 80. All of a sudden now, the Edgemere project is capped from 80 to 160. Wow. What's so affordable about that? People that live here, yeah. We got the priority to get those things, but how many people are coming in with one or two people that can combine an income of 80000 to to 100000 a year? Sounds like you're bringing more affluent people into the community. Not necessarily a bad thing. However, the way you're advertising it is, this is good for you. You're going to benefit from this. Wow. You're going to get this. You're going to get that from that. Uh, it sounds like that same thing that happened in Flatbush Ave and Atlantic Avenue. Wow. It definitely remains to be seen. Uh, but at I, least I they got a target. At least they got a nice mall. At least they got a lot of different stores. Well, you, but we get in the Western beef, but they get all the nice wow. Nike stores. And, and you know, in speaking to a couple of merchants that I don't want to put their names out there on, the, on Mott Avenue, they're not too happy with Yeah, I know. What's up with what's that? What's coming over there? I so. mean, and it's crazy because I would think that it would help their business, you know? Well, they feel left out of the process. They're, I'm being told that all right, all nobody's right. inviting them to the table. And I'm hearing some businesses are actually going to have to leave. Like, they're not going to be able to open up shop again. Like, exactly. the Thriftway owner was one of them. And I remember speaking to the gentleman, and he says, well, you know what? I've been in this community for over 50-something years. We had a good run. It's okay. Wow. He's like, I'm happy something. He said this publicly in the newspaper. He's like, I'm happy that something is finally being done for this area because it needs a lot of help. It was very blighted for yeah, but too long. It kind of sucks when you have an established small business for 50 years in an economy where it's Amazon and Walmart-driven hmm. and still able to survive and be profitable. And now we will never have that jewel again. Well, maybe to be Western. And I'm not afraid too. of change. I want change. I want better for the community. But however, I want more of my people to benefit than others. And if more of my people can't eat and raise their family and have a good future, I'm not for it. Don't care how nice it is. I'm not for it. That's why you need community involvement. You cannot make these plans and really... Uh, not have the people sit at the table and have meetings no. and hours. And you got to have people, people that's willing to fight. Correct. They can't be puppets. Correct. They can't be put on a string by a the lot, politicians. A lot of them out here. And a lot of puppets. you got to be able to just step back and say, look, this is wrong. Exactly. You need to change this. You gotta We're change. not saying you can't do it. You got to chase your pedal with yeah. a slow torch. And I'm not saying we should have it all. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm not saying we should have it all, but I say we should go 60-40. I don't think that's a bad deal. Not bad at all. Why can't we why can't we get 60% of the pie and the rest of you guys take? You guys are making billions. But 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 you know what I, it's it's interesting. I was reading an article about uh people of color are falling behind in home ownership nationwide. And particularly in, in New York City. So why not build more affordable homes like Arker is doing in East New York? Yeah. I had a friend of mine. She's, Same she, developers, but they seem to have a different plan for here than the other places. But it seems like they've grown the common. I mean, one of my mentors in high school just bought a house in East New York two years ago. He grew up in Bushwick. He was going to go and buy a house in Bushwick for over 400 k because we all know Bushwick is already sporadically taken. So he said, you know what, I'm going to go to East New York and get this home for 200000 hmm. Oh, yeah, it's not the best neighborhood, not the best block, but at least we got Gateway. 
his home value now two years later has now doubled from two hundred fifteen thousand to now four hundred sixty thousand dollars wow and this is not somebody who's rich works at wall street making all this money this is somebody who runs programming for kids we're talking that 80 percentile AMI, 40, 60 percent AMI range, right. was able to become a homeowner and now being successful because other developers in the community did something right that we tend to still be falling short on. Well, a lot of those people in East New York got jobs to build those homes and stuff like that. A lot of them had them jobs in Bed-Stuy. A lot of right. those people that lived there got those jobs. So, so after you listened to the hearing today, what did you get out of it at at the end where it was voted on and when is this this is start this, date? this when project is, this? is supposed to really kick off like construction is supposed to start at the end of next year i don't think that's going to happen end of 2020 yeah i don't think that's really going to happen but oh it's God. a possibility my avenue seemed to have picked up really quick as well they've already started construction on my avenue so you know it's tend to be seen but it doesn't seem like much is going to change however the city didn't mention that they may have to scale back a few Units, but it's not that they much. They need you, or nobody's going to be able to get on the subway. But it's not that much. It's like you know, from that twenty-two hundred number, twenty-five hundred, twenty-six hundred number, they're only thinking about bringing it down to a little bit under eighteen hundred and stuff like that. So it's like, so Jeff, but these at, are sixteen-story buildings. They were developers were only talking sixteen about. stories. Sixteen stories is that's kind of high for that neighborhood. Jeff, There's no the, tall buildings over there, really. Jeff, by the time the train gets to you, you're going to watch the train go by because it can't stop because it's full. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. 13 to 16 story buildings. I was like, I, I can't believe this. I was like, this this can't be real life. I don't think this peninsula could sustain 10,000 more. Oh, Mott Avenue is already going to have, what, 12 story buildings? Four of them, I believe. So, four 12 story buildings down there, and it's, you know, same case. I don't get it. If, if you would think that they were trying to do all but this. But they're building a school down there. There's no school in, this, in the right. plans. They're thinking about now adding a school to the plans they're saying. For Edgemere, but we're still waiting for the city for DOE to well, to Arbor approve by a school the that was we were supposed to, I was about to say Arbor by the Sea was promised a school, and, and I didn't have any. Kids. And Arbor by the Sea is twice as big of a development than the other two projects that I just mentioned, and they're still twelve to thirteen years in. Correct no me school. if I'm wrong with no school. no school. I mean, not even one brick has been put up. Nothing. <laughs> no foundation set. So I mean, you nobody's know, pushing DOE. Guys, the writing's on the wall already here. Just use the examples we already have. Exactly. Listen to the people. It's broken promises. Listen to the people and get shit done. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's it. And sometimes people are wrong. You're right. We're not always right. No, we're not always wrong either. Exactly. So, and come on, we elect you to do the right thing. I, I, I tell you, and, and even on top of this, with, with, with all of this overdevelopment, in my opinion, and nobody knows where the FEMA money is. For our bulkheads, nothing has been done to the. Have well, you taken a look at well, the, I, I, the city-owned bulkheads? I actually forgot to tell you that. You and know, the seawalls that I are invisible. Forgot to tell you that we are actually we're going to on our next show. We we're going to discuss that. Have a okay. guest come on. You know, there's okay. a okay. there's somebody there's somebody with some really good information about okay. what happened with that yeah. money. However, but I'm just I was let told you know, we don't have no protection. Yeah, I was Mr. I was Mayor. told that that money that was approved by FEMA, which was federal dollars at first, this is something I was unaware of. That. So I'm a member of the federal system had called me. I'm not going to say who, but a member of Congress has called me. Not a congressman, but somebody who works in Congress in D.C., good friend of mine. Um, that person had told me, well, once the federal money is approved, we give it to the local government 
that it that it secedes because the bulkheads were actually city-owned land, city-owned property. So they gave it to the city. The city now then decides. So that will be the councilman and, of course, the mayor. So the mayor, of course, is going to transfer that down to the to the to, um, councilman. Sorry. And it's up to them now to use that money for whatever it may be. It still has to follow the guidelines of what that money is for. Now, the guidelines are so basic. It just says federal emergency money for whatever, for damages or storm protection or anything that fits that line. So they don't have to necessarily fix the bulkheads with that money. They can say, well, we built a new facility for Parks Department and FDNY where they can now house their trucks and emergency vehicles and keep them on ground here. So how's that going to stop the water from coming in? Well, I just gave okay, y'all a little wait, wait, hint. Okay. Just gave y'all a little hint of where the Folks, money may have been trouble. gone to. Uh, I'm just and uh, it seems when we ask these questions, everybody's kind of like hanging the phone up on us and not answering back emails when we say, "Hey, exactly. yo, where's this money? When the money." The question. We have proof now that the federal government has provided me proof everybody's that the money has been language. given to the city. The Correct. controller's office is looking into the matter now. Show me the money. To be continued, people. To be continued. There you go. And right now we have no protection. So we better pray these storms keep moving. And you can do all this build development. You can build all this new stuff. East, but, we, east. but with no protection, why does it matter that we're developing this place when we could possibly be underwater in the next 30 years? Did you hear that nice young woman from England that gave that powerful testimony at the UN Assembly about climate change? The statistics are alarming. It's not like it's... 50, 100 years down the line. We're talking 20, 30 years we may be facing this. That is... That's, but nobody's listening. That's two decades. That's only 20 years. If your kids... What, E, your kids are, what, 10, 11 years old now? In 20 years, they'll be 30-something years old. That's still a very nice young prime age. And they might have to deal with this? Jeff, they said an iceberg broke off somewhere in the North Pole, like the size of, like, Texas. I hope that's not an. I hope that's an exaggeration. I hope it is but, too. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> uh, I hope it is too. Those icebergs are pretty massive up there, but um, yeah, this is very alarming, people. So something to think about as well. We are on a sandbar, I believe, a mm. peninsula that is surrounded by a large body of water, and this possibly can't be lasting this long without some type of solutions or prevention. Well, folks. We're going to have a surprise guest coming up. We're going to have a couple of surprise guests. Oh, yes. And they're pretty, pretty powerful people. Yes. And we're pretty knowledgeable. So we, we want to hold everybody, put their feet to the fire. Well, we're back. Welcome to season two. Office. Season two is back. We're coming. And, and on that note. On that note. We're out of here. Peace.